expecting that. That was very special to me for several reasons. One being, I don't know too many words better to consider and think on for the birth of the Son of God than Hallelujah. Another is I've I've never seen those young ladies all together, just them singing a song. I've had the privilege of going through the youth group with three of them. One of them is there now, and one's on the way. So thank you for that this morning. What a blessing. Please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. And we'll start there in just a minute. A woman woke up one morning and she was feeling kind of nauseous. She was having some hurting pains in her stomach and she needed to go to work. It was her first day of work. If it had been any other day, she would have stayed home. And I know what that's like. I wrecked my car on the way to work the first day of work one time and dealt with it. what kind of medicine to take and she takes it and she goes off to work hoping things will get better she starts to function just a, a little bit but next thing you know come lunchtime she is done she is in pain the boss sent her home had someone drive her home when she got in her house she went inside and she laid on the floor and she yelled in pain it was so severe she could not take it she yelled so loud that the neighbor heard her and the neighbor called the police and the police showed up and then an ambulance showed up and took the woman to the hospital and, and rushed her into the, the hospital and got a doctor in the room and he delivered a baby. This is told as a true story. I don't know if I'm sold on, but I'm going to finish telling you this was news to the mother. I mean, she, her body was always abnormal and always did crazy things. You know, she was eating different kinds of food and gaining some weight, but she was very depressed at the time over something, so she never thought anything about it. So she calls her mom and says, Mom, you need to come to the hospital. Mom says, why? She says, to see your grandchild. She said, you weren't expecting a child this morning. She said, well, I have one now and you need to get up here and see her. She was expecting a child, but she wasn't expecting a child. Okay. Luke 1, verse 30. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. 
And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I first would like us to consider something this morning. And that is that Mary was expecting Jesus. Now, we don't know what kind of physical symptoms she may have been having. I don't know if she was craving pickles and ice cream or maybe two foods back then that did not normally go together. I don't know anything about that, but she was expecting Jesus. We don't know what kind of physical symptoms came upon her, but she was expecting Jesus aside from whatever bodily changes might have taken place in her Mary was expecting Jesus not only by possible physical symptoms but a prophetic sermon Mary was expecting Jesus because of a prophetic sermon and the sermon started like this. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And she could expect a child who is great and mighty. She could expect a child who was the son of God in the seat of power, possessing authority and king for eternity. And we're going to see in a minute where Mary was expecting Jesus before that. But for the moment, let's look at the question that came up from Mary in verse 34. She said, how shall this be? Can we not give Mary a hard time here? Could this be, can we give her this that it was a little overwhelming maybe? That this has happened to her. We're going to get into, into some expecting that she was already doing. But can we allow her this question? And then can we consider the qualification in verse 37? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And can we see that she accepted the word of God? And can we look at her quest in verse 38? And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. In other words, I belong to you, Lord, 
body and soul. This is too much for me. This is so much bigger than me. I don't understand it. But I am yours. I belong to you. You have your will in my life. You do with me as you please. And paraphrasing, this is the beautiful response of Mary to God and to his word and to something that was beyond any kind of full comprehension or grasp in her life. So Mary not only heard a prophetic sermon, but she became a personal servant of the Lord in a very special way to bring about the Lord Jesus. You know, some exalt Mary to an unscriptural status. We know this. But you know what? Some do not give Mary enough credit. She was a godly woman. She was a child of God. She was walking with the Lord. She obeyed the Lord in all that she did. She had a scriptural godly relationship with Joseph. We need to give Mary some more credit. We need to give the one credit that she was expecting that brought about that life in her though. The Lord Jesus. Mary was expecting Jesus long before this occasion. Now, I don't mean she knew she was expecting Jesus, but she was expecting Jesus. Oh, when you're expecting Jesus, it's a life changing event. And Mary had a life that she had in the Lord that showed in every way she was expecting Jesus. She had been expecting Jesus long before this occasion because we know that 700 years before Isaiah had a prophetic sermon. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then in 9, 6, it says, for unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. She didn't know she would be expecting Jesus, but she was expecting Jesus. She believed in the Messiah as her Lord and Savior long before she was expecting Jesus. Okay, she had been expecting him and expecting his first coming to this earth to fulfill scripture. But she just didn't understand and know this part in it that she was going to have. Not only was Mary expecting Jesus, but Joseph was, in, was expecting Jesus. Look in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost 
Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Now, I don't guess Joseph had any physical symptoms. You know, I, I've heard of a of an expecting mother having morning sickness. And then one morning she doesn't have it. And the husband does. I, I've heard of that. Anybody heard of that? I, I don't know what we make out of it. But but we've heard of that before. That must be a good husband. I, I must not be a very good husband. That did not happen to me. Not one day. Not one day. I'm sorry. Just not that good enough of a husband, I guess. Joseph didn't have physical symptoms, probably. I don't know. He was a good man. Maybe. But that's not the point. We don't know that. But don't you know he had some mental symptoms? I had mental symptoms. The first child coming along, and I thought, I'm just going to tell you, I thought, is this child going to like me? That's what I thought. What? Is this child going to like know me and get to know me? Or how is it going to be? I'm responsible for a child. I mean, I had some mental symptoms. Nothing, nothing like Joseph. Joseph had some very difficult mental symptoms in his life. Very difficult. I mean, before he knew all the details, he had to face what provokes a man to wrath that would tempt him to bring about a public shame upon someone in this type of situation and be very vindictive. But Joseph overcame. He overcame those mental symptoms and he did not act on those mental symptoms. He might have had some, some mental symptoms. But he was made by the Savior. We know this. We're going to see this. I mean he was expecting Jesus. Verse 19 says that he was a just man. He was righteous. He was upright. He kept the word of God. Joseph was saved. Joseph expected Jesus to save him one day and the Messiah saved him. He was already saved. He was a just man. He had been expecting Jesus. 
He wasn't expecting to be his earthly father, but he had trusted Emmanuel by faith. He was expecting Jesus. And his inward faith had some outward results, okay? He chose in their personal matter to deal with the situation privately and not publicly before the world. That's the reaction of a man who's expecting Jesus. But we see another reason that tells us that Joseph was made by the Savior. Not only by his reaction to that situation in that way, but we see another reaction by a just man. Verse 20 says, But while he thought on these things, that word thought means he turned the matter over and over in his mind. And he stopped and he meditated on the situation. He got still. He got quiet. And he thought on these things. It's the idea of mature consideration. Oh, what a powerful moment if we will wait on some things we want to react to. Oh, what a powerful moment if we will not jump and act on assumption and act upon our feelings, but we will wait and we will think upon the matter. You can expect Jesus to show up when you stop and you think on the matter. Joseph did. He turned the matter over in his mind. I'm telling you, if we will reflect before we react, we will have less regrets in life. Especially if our reason for reflecting is the reason that Joseph was reflecting. I believe he was expecting Jesus. I, was, I believe he was expecting Jesus to show up and help. You expecting Jesus to show up and help? Do you expect him? Do you expect him? Because he's there. And that's what he wants to do. That's what happened for Joseph. Joseph received help when he was expecting Jesus. We see a message from the supernatural in verse 20. It says, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him after, after he thought on these things, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. You know, we're not expecting an encounter like that today. But you can expect Jesus to show up if you will think upon the matter. You can be expecting him just as Joseph expected him. And the way Joseph received help is the same way you and I can receive help if we will expect him. And that just gets to another point. Let, let me put it in the form of a question. I, I think about so many people's lives and what so many people face. I think about the uncertainty before us all. And I just have to ask, are you expecting Jesus this morning? Are you expecting Jesus to show up in your situation. When all we can think in our finite minds is possibly the worst, unfortunately. Can we leave that and expect Jesus? 
When you see no way out, when you see every road as a dead end, well, you expect Jesus because he's here to help. He's here to help you and he's here to help me. We can expect his strength. Paul said, when I am weak, then am I strong. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You can expect the strength of the Lord in your life. Isaiah 40, 31 says they shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Will you expect that? Will you expect that this morning? I want to I want to turn and read one verse. It's the 138th Psalm and it's the third verse and. I will be there in just a second. I knew I was going to thumb, but it's worth it. Psalm 138.3. In the day when I cried, thou answeredest me and strengthenest me with the strength in my soul. You can expect Jesus to strengthen you. I know. I know how we feel and how weak we can get and the situations that we can get into. But you can expect him to strengthen you this morning. You can expect his surrounding. Bible says he is a very present help in time of trouble. You can expect him in trouble and no trouble. You can expect him all the time in the 23rd Psalm. Which we're all familiar with. Let's just break down something. He says. He maketh me. To lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Beside the still waters. He leadeth me. In paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever. You can expect his surrounding. He's with you. And he wants to help. Always. Let us know this. Let us consider this. I'm going to, I'm going to go. To the 139th Psalm. Just for a minute. That we might consider. It says. Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compass my path with my lying down. Thou art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue. But lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. Whither shall I go from the spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence. Is that enough? Is that enough to get the point that he's with us? That there's a surrounding of the Lord that you can expect him because he's there. He goes with his children and he helps his children. But do, do we expect it? Are we expecting it? Are we expecting that he's right there to help us in time of need? Are we expecting that he's that he's just just right there? Just that close to us that, that he's that ready for us. Somebody asked a wise old Christian been a preacher for Many years, Christian for over 60 years, and, and someone was trying to glean from his wisdom. And he said, how much do you pray? How often do you pray? And the answer from the wise, older Christian man was, I, I just keep him on the line. 
You, you know you can just keep him on the line. This isn't dial-up internet days. We have him right here, right now with us. And you can keep him on the line all the time. He's there. He wants to hear from you and I. We can expect his surroundings. He surrounds us. Where did everything go? We can expect his salvation. He's mighty to save. That's what he came to do. And it's wonderful that we can talk about the fact that we can expect his surroundings. We can expect his strength. We can expect his security. My Bible says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We can expect this security. My Bible says that no one can snatch you out of his hands. You expecting his security? Because that's what we expect when we're saved. We expect the one who said it's finished. We expect, as Peter said, that we are kept by the power of God through faith. If it were up to you to keep it, you wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But we're kept by the power of God through faith. Because our Father is greater than all. No one will snatch you out of your Father's hands because He is greater than all. There has to be something greater than God to take it away. What is that? Nothing. My father's greater than all. We can expect his security. We can expect his sameness. Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. In Malachi chapter 3, he says, I am the Lord and I change not. Amen. Amen. I'm, I love it that I can run into an old friend I haven't seen in 10 years. And, in, and we, look, we look at how we've aged and receded and, and have a furniture problem. Our chest drops down to our drawers and, and all that stuff. But, but right after that, we pick up right where we left off. I love sameness. I love that stability. I love that sturdiness. Nobody gives it like Jesus. Amen. He does not change. Do you expect his sameness this morning? Because that's, that's pretty good for the child of God. I believe Brother Rick alluded to it in praying. You know that he saves us and then he invests in us here and he continues. We can expect his strength. We can expect his security. We can expect his sameness. But not if you haven't expected his salvation. That's first. That has to be the first thing that you and I expect. I have a lot of dysfunction with a lot of things. And I get a lot of things out of order. But thank God that salvation is not out of order. And we see it in his word. And sanctification and all that. It first starts... 
with being saved by Jesus. And I'm not asking you if you're expecting him to save you one day. Have you already expected him to save you? And he showed up and he washed all your sins away and he saved your soul. He that spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. For everyone. It's Jesus. Everyone can expect Jesus. But someone hasn't this morning. Very possibly. I don't know. But in a number like this. There, there's someone that just has not unwrapped that presence spiritually within by faith, by the word of God, by knowing that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son. And God so loved the world that he gave him. For all. For you this morning. Who may have become confused in some type of religion that does not give you assurance of salvation. Look, all the religions have something to do with some works and no assurance. But there's one with assurance. And that's the one that comes from the word of God. Are you expecting Jesus this morning? Kind of tricky, huh? You expecting him, though. You expecting him to save you. You can. You can write. You're accepted if you'll accept him. If you'll have your first real Christmas and you'll accept it. Everyone was there. Everyone was there at one time. Is that you this morning? Will you know him? Will you trust him? Child of God who has already expected Jesus to save them. And of course, he saved you. Are you expecting his strength? What what do you want for Christmas? How about his strength? Amen. How about how about you you have a surrounding no matter what, but just how about the the ever embracing in your heart and your mind of his surround of his surrounding that he is with you? How about his sameness? The warm feeling of the old neighbor you go to see who's just the same. You go sit on the same couch, have the same conversation, the same soothing. Everything's great. How about that in Jesus? Are you experiencing that? Because you can expect it. This is this is your time with God not to do anything I say. Of course, or anyone else, but it, but it's your time with God because there's a Christmas present for the Christian this morning, just a closer walk with thee, but, but oh, there's a present for the creation of God who might receive the gift of personally becoming the child of God and knowing that all your sins are forgiven because of this great gift of this miraculous birth. This perfect life that we cannot offer God that no one could ever live or do but Jesus. And then taking our place. Taking that punishment on the cross. Raising from the dead. Ascending to heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. And and He's right here right now. Will you be saved this morning?
Christian? Would you experience this and expect this security in this surrounding as he walks with you? That's a great gift for the Christian. That, that's your gift today. But the gift for the one that the blood of Jesus might wash away all your sins and make you new. You're a brand new gift. If you trust in Jesus, we're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. And it's your, it's your time with God. It's your time. What, what do you expect in Jesus for? Let's think about that as we bow our heads in reverence to the Lord as we consider this celebration of the gift of His Son. Do you know what you can be expecting? Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. And I thank you for your goodness. And we consider the part that you used Mary for. And we consider the part that you used Joseph for. And Lord, that we can consider the part you use us for. That we can consider what you've done for us. Lord, that we can consider what to expect from you. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from you. I just want to thank you for your son this morning. I just want to thank you for your unspeakable gift. And I thank you for the Christian that needs help and they're they're crying out and they're kneeled down within their heart. And they need you and I thank you that you're there. I thank you that you're there to help. And Lord, I thank you that you're not willing that any should perish. But that anyone who does not know you and the free pardon of sin through Jesus, that they might be saved today, that they might rest in you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand.